0: Welcome back everyone to Ross and Parenting. Today's episode, we are going to talk about the subject of my kids wants answers about COVID and I don't have any. So we have a letter from this mother who is writing about her children and I can't wait for you to hear this.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and start reading. Since the beginning of COVID, it has felt a bit like a juggling act between trying to manage my own anxieties, frustrations, confusions, questions, And sense of loss and supporting my children with their struggles. Their struggles have usually looked more like misbehavior, more fighting, getting angry at me, et cetera, as well as just a real restlessness. And they don't really understand or know how to express what's actually happening for them when they get upset at me for not being able to do their normal things or when they have asked me how much longer they have to stay at home for. I haven't been able to give them a real accurate response. Sometimes when they seen on social media that other kids we know have been allowed to do some of the things that they have not been allowed to do, they really have questioned me or felt like it was unfair. I cannot change the situation or even really give a straight answer most of the time around many of their questions. This has been really frustrating for me. I found that throughout all of this, I'm definitely getting better at managing as an individual and as a parent and at handling this juggling act. Still, there are definitely times I feel exhausted and am excited for the day when COVID is a thing of the past. Amen. I am excited for the day when COVID becomes a
0: thing of the past. It's so sad because life has changed so much, Right? When I hear this woman's letter, I think it, I go immediately to this joke <laughs> that I've said to my friends before. It's like the, at the onset of COVID, every single yeah. parent in the world got promoted. They got the promotion <laughs> that
1: they never wanted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you it's have- so funny. I, it's good to bring light to these situations and it's good to bring light when there's darkness right now because it is such a tough time for everybody, not just parents, but for people who are single, people who suffer from mental health. It's just, everything's gone haywire. It has gone haywire. And imagine
0: though, being a—I a mean, I don't. you don't have to imagine you're a mother, right? Yeah. You, you woke up one day and you went from being mother for x amount of hours a day and then all of a sudden you became mother teacher babysitter counselor all of these things you're you're everything you're head of state in your own home what do you freaking do about that yeah it's 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 so interesting and so this woman when she talks about juggling yeah it is a juggle because guess what mama you got promoted big time and you didn't even get a pay raise like how much of a (laughs) ripoff is that (laughs) that is not a good deal at all not at all (laughs) not at all and I get it right these children they want answers everybody wants answers but Mm -hmm. it's exceptionally harder when you have to run a household and children are leaning on you for answers that you just can't seem to give because no matter where you search on google no matter where you go on these government platforms, nobody has answers. Everything is just still in the works. We don't know. There's too much contradictory information out there.
1: Where do we go from there? For sure. And we as parents have to uh, get this information, dissect it, and then deliver it to not just our kids, but dissect it ourselves and how we feel about it too. That's right. That's so it's it's just such a tough situation and I said this in our last podcast first of all you're not alone every parent in the world is understanding this letter Mm -hmm. so give yourself grace because far too often as parents we don't do that enough but we're super hard on ourselves we're really good at that so
0: I mean I think that this mother seems seems to recognize this Mm -hmm. right she she and I I I commend her so much for the, the thing that she says about her children's struggles have usually looked more like misbehavior. And mm-hmm. it's important to state something like that because children are anxious to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And the anxiety comes around not knowing. So they are right. restless. And they are gonna be, they're going to behave in ways that are sometimes rather unlovable. And right. that's exactly when parents need to
1: step in and what do you mean? My son's always lovable. Always, right? <laughs> he yeah. never misbehaves. Well, so this is what I show on social media. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! The, the, we'll get into the social media in just a second. Yes. So, what do you do? What do you do when your when your child is misbehaving,
1: Kathy? I check myself, to be honest, because I think he's still at an age where he mirrors a lot of my behavior. Right. So, when I notice he's maybe getting a little bit angrier. And I see it. there's that side of me that I want to be angry, but I realize that maybe that's where he's getting that anger from is I'm maybe less patient, right, so yes. growing up and being a parent in this society, we do have a lot of floating information readily at hand,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I recognize when I became a parent that I needed to break some of these cycles that my parents have or that I've inherited from my parents. So here I am juggling how I was raised and childhood issues, and then trying to break that to create something else. That in itself is a huge juggle constantly. It's like my innate behavior wants to do this and wants to be angry, but I gotta be son and teach him a better form of communication. Oh, is that? Is
0: that difficult? hundred. Uh, the Zen part? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can even, I can hear in your voice that there, <laughs> there's a little bit of uh, re- reservations when you're just like, and I have to be Zen. I, and so it's, it's one of those things I want to em- empathize with this woman because yeah. I think it sounds like she is trying to find her Zen amidst all of this. I think she yeah. is recognizing that it's difficult for her children and it doesn't mean that she's, she's not struggling. She is struggling quite a lot, right? She says, when the kids don't understand, right? Yep. When they get upset at her, and, and she's now the scapegoat too, That's another part of the promotion. So now you're a scapegoat. And
1: uh, (laughs) I think it's so funny when you keep saying the word promotion, because it's not, (laughs) it is, you just got a promotion. You got a promotion. It's like being at the worst
0: job ever. And you're just trying to find ways (laughs) and not parenting, but just the idea of being in COVID. It's like, you just got assigned the worst job ever. And you're trying to find ways to get out of it. And then somebody (laughs) was like, no, 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 no. Because we fired all the other 10 people and we're only keeping you. So here we go, right? We're going to go, we're going to, we're all in survival mode. Let's do this. So, oh, that's this, so funny. this woman, yeah, this woman is saying, she goes, they want to do normal things. Guess what? Normal's over, right? So what kind of conversations do we need to have at this point? So I, I guess that's where I'm, I'm sort of looking towards you for a little bit more of perspective, I think, Kathy, because what are you doing with your child to create
1: a new sense of normal? well, I'm using what you taught me. Get to a place of curiosity. Yes. Get to a place of curiosity and not just with my son, but also with my spouse. Right. Right. So that um, curiosity piece has been so helpful. Thank you so much, Lynn. Of course. And I've been able to be a lot more patient because I'm actually coming from a place of curiosity. Like, Hey, why are you doing this? Okay. Okay what were you expecting when you were doing this? Ah, okay. Way better conversation because he feels I'm trying to understand him. And you know, us as adults, when we feel misunderstood, where, how do we react? We become a child. Yes. So very think defensive. about it. <laughs> very defensive, very vocal, whatever that looks like. But think about a child that maybe doesn't have the proper communication skills yet. Right right? Because either their age or whatever the uh, blockage is, it's tough for them. It's tough for them. And they're looking to us to lead. And if we're not coming from a place of care and creating a safe space for them to share these emotions, it's it's frustrating for them and they're going to misbehave.
0: Period. Absolutely. They will. They will. And I think that it's normal for children to feel this way because before when and things were quote unquote normal, they Mm -hmm. were in a school system where there was a very regimented schedule. You know, you were in class for 45 minutes or an hour, and then you had a little break, and then you had your lunchtime, and then you got to play with your friends, you got to do all these things. And as much as parents are trying to do at home, the -hmm. the truth of the matter is that there is only so much that you can do to sort of replicate that type of scenario for your children right yes. and then so you do have to figure out what can mm-hmm. we do during downtime how can i ensure that my children are still enjoying as much as they can and not falling far behind there's just so much to consider you know being on social media she mentions that she, her children are seeing other kids and it's we know i have seen this across the board where the rules aren't being followed by everybody right and everybody isn't on the same page with the belief system around COVID and I get yeah. that. And it's so, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that's where it becomes even more important to have a family conversation yeah. around what is our normal and how do yeah. we avoid comparing with other families. Because this isn't just about COVID now, right? When we are able to look internally and define our values as a family system, when we're able to dev- define what our strengths and our goals are as a family mm-hmm. and individually, mm-hmm. it eliminates the need to compare outwardly
1: One, even after COVID is yes. over. 100%. I totally, I'm going to piggyback off what you said. I need to check myself because... More oftentimes than not, when he's feeling angry, it's because I'm feeling angry. Yes. I just want to emphasize that. Yeah. You know, and we talked in one of our last episodes that children mirror behavior. They really do. The apples don't fall far from the tree. You know, all those cliche sayings. And I realized when he's acting out, for me, it's it's my energy that's projected. Right. 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 And kids feel that. Yes. I heard a quote a
0: long time ago and it said children can handle anything so long as they are told the truth about what the state of the matter is. They can handle anything. Right. And so instead of trying to hold all of the weight of unknowing and protecting your child from whatever's happening on social media. Cause this is going to be all the time. It's not just COVID that they're going to be comparing themselves to on social media. Adults. We do it as well, right? We yeah. go on and we look at people's lifestyles and we're like, Oh wow, it's better than mine. So on and so forth. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not healthy. Right. No. So this is a great opportunity to say, okay, listen, let's have a family meeting. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what some of our intrinsic motivations are. Let's talk about what some of our strengths are as an, as individuals and how we can come together as a family to create a, an environment or a space where
1: we'll get through COVID and thrive because it's very important to do that. Guidelines. I like the word guidelines because you can ebb and flow. When we say boundaries, I think far too often it's too restrictive. And as an adult, when there's boundaries, sometimes I just want to cross those boundaries, right. That's you know, as an, as, <laughs> as an, Totally. As an adult. So let alone a child that's just getting to know their boundaries and what they can explore, how far they can push something. It's it's a tough situation that we're in right now. And, you know, us growing up, You and I, we didn't grow up with social media. Like, what did that even mean? We were just getting the World Wide Web. If we want to (laughs) jump on the internet, we had to wait until someone got off the phone before we (laughs) do dial-up. Yeah. By the time the dial-up worked, COVID would have been over. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Because the computers were so slow back then. Oh my God. If someone picked up the phone when you're trying to do the dial-up, oh, now you got to start all over. Oh man. And then we're already outside playing. And I I guess that's what's tough for me is when I look back, I always try to reflect on what worked for me as a child and what didn't so that I can, you know, copycat that into being a parent. And I realized that when I was outdoors and being around people, that's where I thrived. As soon as we were brought inside and, you know, we had to do this, this, this homework, clean up, I wasn't the most pleasant child Ah, so okay. for me, what worked for us is I, he, d- he's not on social media cause he's only three and a half. I guess the only social platform that he gets is, is YouTube. But as soon as he starts watching that for too long, I immediately see the change in his energy, his vibe. I'll mm. shut her, shut her down. I, I usually do a time limit of 20 minutes at a time. Okay. Sometimes it's, you know, on two hours. <laughs> COVID is a little bit long. <laughs> it has been a little bit longer. And I've learned to give myself grace because it used to give me a lot of anxiety around him being on the electronic device. So I'm like, oh my God, it's going to ruin his eyes. Oh my gosh. it's gonna- He's going to surf for things and things are going to pop up. So that was my whole anxiety around it. But as soon as I see a difference in his attitude, I do shut her down and then we go outside and we- we're feeling much better for both of us, right? Oh, not- great. Yeah. Not only are we connecting because I have to you know, take them out and we're doing things together. Um, it's just better for our mood. Yes, yes. Uh, and just to touch on what you were talking about with social media
0: or with YouTube and, and being on a device, I think that sometimes one of you know my sister, she's an educator, and one of the things that she says is, and I love this line, she says, "You have to pick your battles." sometimes for children, it's not so much about being on the YouTube or the social media. That's the problem. I think it's the context of what they're on it for. I think it's the context of what they're watching and what they're absorbing that makes a difference. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think that it makes sense when parents are just like, I don't want them on the device. If you are looking at a nine hour a day mm-hmm. and your child has the attention span of a whole 10, 15 minutes max, and you're saying that they can't be on a device, and you don't have the time to play with them, and you don't have the energy to take them outside all the time, well, something's got to give. All all that registers in a child's head is no, 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 no. I want you to try having someone tell you no to like five things that you want, and then tell me how it feels, right? So this is the point where I want to advocate for the children. The mother here, you know, she says that Uh, the children have questioned and felt like it was really unfair what they're seeing out there. Of course it's unfair. (laughs) Heck yeah, it is. Right. I feel like it's unfair. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm sitting at home and uh, you know, there was one point during COVID where I wasn't even sure how I felt about it. You know, I was just like, well, is this real? Is this not real? And then I started coughing. Right. And I was just like, Oh Oh, crap. I was like, Oh, that's just, that's just a symptom. And I decided to lock myself in my room for two weeks. I quarantined myself just because I coughed for like half a day and I was trying to be courteous because I was like, there's just not enough answers. But I was looking at people going out and I, you know, I, I knew somebody who was just like coughing relentlessly and she was like out and about and it was making me so angry because I was like, that is not fair. Yep. It's not fair that you're not even like considering the possibility that you could be sick. So yep. for her children to be like, okay, they're hearing the message at home saying that, COVID is dangerous. It's bad to be outside, whatever it is. And then to see, like for them to see their friends frolicking away and playing together. Oh my
1: God, that's devastating. Yeah, the biggest advice I think I could give to anybody right now during this time is uh, kindness, (laughs) compassion for each other. (laughs) We're all human. We're all in this together. For sure. It's a tough time for everybody. Yeah. Well,
0: what about in the family unit though, right? Because this mother is...
1: Well, it sounds like she's kind of figuring things out a little bit. You know what? I I do want to commend her though, because she's, um, the last paragraph, she says that she's better at managing as an individual and as a parent, right? So she's actually recognizing, giving herself grace there. So that's the first step to actually having some, I guess, calm is recognizing where you're improving.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's, you're right. Even touching on that, you know, learning how to manage in general, it's yeah. a superpower. It's a superpower yeah. that I think a lot of parents develop or mm-hmm. at least they learn to tap into once yeah. they have moments like this or once they have children. I've seen parents rise up and become the most patient people ever. But it's it's just one of those things where I'm glad that she's figuring it out. And I understand that despite the fact that she's figuring it out, it can still be very exhausting and tiresome. And a takeaway for me from all of this is just to say that, I don't have children and I've been in a home where there are children and I know what it's like when they just want to know why. They're always asking why, why not, why not, right? And, and the answer that I often give to them that kind of creates resolve is I come down to their level and I just say, you know what, this really sucks because the thing is we need to be acknowledged in our frustrations. Nobody teaches us this. Nobody teaches us how to express or manage emotions, but it's to say, no. this is a really sucky situation and I get it. I think it's unfair too that people are out there. Yeah. And as a family, this is kind of what is going to be important for us. Yeah. Yeah. So can we make an agreement between all of us that these are the guidelines that we're going to follow? So it's really going back to one of the things I said earlier, it's just to sit down as a family unit and create that. Because I think that if you're going to tap into your superpower for anything at all, it's Mm. to sit down with your family and just come to a consensus of what life is going to look like moving forward and create some very clear guidelines around that right? To yeah. really get a little bit more clear around what the expectations are mm-hmm. and what you'd like to see from it so that you can live within the within the realms of your own values versus yes. worrying about what's happening
1: outside. My piece would be to dig deep within yourself and find out what's going on for you to see if that's what your child is mirroring. Yes. That would be my absolutely. takeaway for sure. Yeah, that's right.
0: And if you are looking for resources to sort of support your children in getting through things or learning things that are a little bit outside of the typical curriculum, because I think learning math and science and stuff online, isn't fun for all the kids. Right. (laughs) Okay. I say that because listen, listen, when I was a child, I would have loved it. Yes. I I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd at heart. So I would have been like, "Nah, let's go, let's go hard with it. But for other children, it's the worst yeah so let's look for other resources (laughs) there's a company called one of our friends uh, Wendy she has a company called Rise Venture and it teaches kids um, emotional and business literacy skills or financial literacy skills which is tremendous it's it's extremely unique and she does it in a really fun way so look her up if you're a parent looking for other resources I know that the government also offers a lot of free resources Um, at least they did Prior to all of this, so go onto the government websites and see what's available. There are Facebook groups, there are Instagram pages that you can follow just to sort of see what other parents are doing out there. Um, And again, this is not a comparison piece, but it's just to give you some ideas, right? Like maybe they've done some fun things with their family that you can integrate into your own. So I think that another page is like Vancouver Moms and IG, and they they are more local, so it's more helpful if you're a local
1: listener. Right, and we do not... um... We're not directly affiliated with any of these people and resources that we uh, promote on this podcast. So we're just throwing out ideas and information out there and yes. then you guys can totally choose what works for you at the end of the day. That's right, yeah. Try right. to find something that's the right fit for you.
0: Definitely. Well, that completes our episode for today. Thank you, Kathy, for your insight and your input. It's yes. always <laughs> nice to have the mommy background on all of, of course, this, Of course. Right? Yes, and thank you to our listeners. Until next time, parenting is raw. It's awesome. It's some.